welcome to Peaceful Ease. We all have the necessary strength and wisdom to solve most of our problems. What we often lack is a quiet space to think clearly and calmly. This podcast is all about tapping into that zone of inner wisdom. My name is Mario Pereca, and I'd like to invite you to join myself and Ela Crane every Monday and Friday. We'll be here to guide you to that endless power and insight within until you learn how to get there and function from there by yourself. This is a journey about being authentic, learning how to trust your instincts, realizing that each and every one of us are not just enough, but also perfect the way we are right now. Hey everyone, Mario Pereca here, and I am joined as always by my friend, my partner, Ela Crane. She is on my screen right now as we talk, but <laughs> I want to remember before I bring Ela on and allow her to fill us all in on where she is and what she's doing, because it is super exciting and super interesting. I want to remind everyone that the Peaceful Ease hotline is still hot. It's still up and running. That number 424-625-5562. Again, 424-625-5562 is where you can call. Leave us your questions, your ideas, your thoughts, and we would love to hear them. And I know Ela loves to get messages. So we'll keep an eye on that. For everyone who's been calling, thank you. Everyone who has something to say, please don't hesitate to pick up that phone and give us a buzz. Also, we have a new email address that I want to bring up for anyone who wants to write into the show. And that address is podcast at peacefulease.com. So again, podcast at peacefulease.com, dedicated completely to the podcast and any feedback from you, the listener. And as always, you can find more about Ela and all of her work at peacefullyease.com. That is the website. And Ela. Hello. It's so great to talk to you again. We took a little break and we're back. I know. It feels like it's been ages, but it's been several weeks, yes. For those of you listening, we've been releasing content steadily, so you don't know this, but Ela has a very hectic, busy travel schedule. She's traveling, adventuring. She's going to tell us about her travels here in a minute. So we recorded a bunch of episodes that you've been listening. And now after that little hiatus as Ela has been traveling, we're back here together talking again. I mean, we've kept in touch through like email and whatnot, but we're back face to face and it feels so good. Yeah, it's really nice to be back. And I missed podcasting. You know, I missed being in touch with everyone and seeing how everyone is doing. And it's funny because even though it's been very busy, I could squeeze in like a two-week retreat in Scotland. And I'm in Switzerland right now. I love this country in the mountains, in the middle of nowhere, like literally. (laughs) How many people are in the town that you're in right now? I wouldn't call it a town. I wouldn't even call it a village, maybe. (laughs) Um, I think it may be, they may say it's like 300, but I doubt. Wow. On a good day, I may see six people around. Wow. (laughs) Like on a weekend. (laughs) Did you say there's more cows than people there? (laughs) There are more cows than people here. That's correct. So if you hear a moo in the background. (laughs) That's not me. (laughs) No, it's not me. But it's beautiful. It's so beautiful here. It's like the only noises you hear is like the cowbells, the church bells, and the steam train. There's a beautiful, cute little steam train here. Like it doesn't go far, but still you hear the whistle. It's just a dream place. And Switzerland is just, I think, 
my favorite country on the planet, really. And I know you're very active. I mean, you hike a lot, you explore a lot when you travel. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what disconnecting from, because, you know, when you're in the States, you're in LA, which is a super busy city, packed mm-hmm. full of people, things going on all the time. And then you disconnect and you go to Switzerland or Scotland in different places, Germany, and you just kind of disconnect, reconnect with nature. What does that do for you? Like, as you sit today in Switzerland, how are you different than when we last recorded when you were in LA? <sighs> yeah, good question. You know, Mario, I see myself more like a doer rather than a teacher, more like a hiker than a cartographer, for example. So it really means a lot to me to do the work I'm promoting myself. And for that, I need to go turn in and go deep inside into my own psyche and sort out some things. And it will always be like this. I don't believe in any kind of conclusion just yet. I'm not there yet. (laughs) It is possible. (laughs) So for me to be in Switzerland, it's just like be in the mountains. I step outside and there are mountains on my right, there are mountains on my left, and there are mountains behind me. So it's just this feeling of being in a natural bunker almost. And then the safety and the nature and feeling connected to the origins, the roots. You know, it's been like weeks I haven't seen any people almost and uh, haven't spoken to I have spoken to my husband, I do regularly, but I haven't spoken to anyone, have a coffee or anything like that. So I could turn in and hear what's happening in my own mind and just go into this mode of recovery and refueling. And I feel nature is the best place to do that. And Switzerland, because I love hiking, and this country has like I think 66,000 kilometer, which is like 41,000 miles of hiking trails. So this is the place to be for me. Wow. So let me ask you this. When you go there and you turn inward and you're doing what you're doing now and you're getting re-energized and you're feeling great, when you go back to the hustle and bustle of LA or wherever it is that you want to go after this, how do you show up then? I bring everything that I accumulate here with me. And people notice that. People see that. And it's such a gift to spread that. And it doesn't even require a conversation. I could just sit in a taxi or sit at the airport and people will sense that. And I love giving that gift. And it requires some top up from time to time, but I just love giving that gift of quietude serenity and ease. I want to make this distinction really quickly because there's something else I want to talk about with you. But before we do that, you're there, you're doing your thing, but I want people to really realize that you're doing it in order to be able to give more. It's not about you, right? I mean, it is because it's recharging. It feels really good. But at the end of the day, what you just said was so profound about giving that gift because you can't give a gift that you don't have. Mm -hmm. So by taking care of you, It's not selfish to turn inward. It's not selfish to take care of you when the intent is to be able to show up to give 
more. Absolutely. And actually, one of the episodes I wanted to do with you, and I'll wait for it, so let's keep it exciting, is like that distinction between to what degree thinking about ourselves is okay and to what degree it becomes like a selfish, narcissistic thing. So that distinction is important. And I believe if we don't take care of ourselves, how are we going to take care of anyone else, really, truly? I don't think it's possible. So it's really important to nourish ourselves. And it doesn't mean just be crazy. Nothing is black and white like we've been saying throughout these episodes. There's the right balance, and that balance differs for everyone. And like in any situation, balance means readjustment, constant readjustment. So from one occasion to another, it will be different. But it's very important to find that balance where you take the time to nourish yourself so that you can nourish your relationships. You can nourish your business. You can nourish people you care, basically. Balance is key in any area of life. So I love that. And I love that distinction. I can't wait to have that conversation. (laughs) Definitely do that for sure. We're going to go deep on that one. But one of the things I'm talking about too is while you're away and while there's no people around and while you're turning inward, are you working on anything? Are you, because you have a lot, I would assume you have some time when you're just, you know, hanging out with yourself, doing your thing. Are you putting your attention on anything else, any other projects or anything while you're there? Yeah. So, With hiking the way I do, which can be like 15 miles of walking a day kind of thing, it's like things fall into a routine naturally. So I generally get up early, I do my practices, and I sit down to work on a project I choose. And this time I'm working on a book project with Clive Holmes. Now, I think we have mentioned Clive before. He's one of my teachers. I'm so grateful to have met him. He changed my life. And he is based in Scotland. He's been a meditation teacher for 25 years. And he studied in Europe as well as in India back in 1960s and with amazing teachers from all over the world, from Burma to Japan to Tibet. And not only he's into meditation and he knows Buddhist philosophy very well, he also has a degree in the Western philosophy. So he understands both worlds. And he's helped me to grow massively. And now I'm working on turning one of his courses on gratitude into a book. And I'm really grateful for this opportunity because it's really life-changing. I did not realize how important was this topic until I started to listen to his course and discuss with him his vision. I love the topic and I've had the opportunity, I want to just mention, when we first started that podcast production, the idea we were creating everything, we actually tested out a number of different ideas and interview styles and things. And one of them was you brought Clive on and I actually got to sit in and listen to a mock interview that you did with him. And it was very deep, very fascinating. And there's just so much substance there and so much. I don't think we'd have enough time to go as deep as he can go with all of the stuff that he can offer, all of the wisdom and information and experience that he has. And you could tell right away just by the way he carried himself and his energy about him. 
But I love the book. I love the gratitude, the focus on gratitude. And I know one of the things we talked about in the past, which I think is super fascinating and I'd love for you to talk about, is the difference between gratitude and appreciation. Mm. Because there is a difference there and being that you're going there with the book, because I, you know, I practice gratitude every single day with the, what I call the geo method that I do on my podcast on 10-Minute Mindset. And I love gratitude. I think that's the foundation of a lot of different things in life is being truly grateful for what's there in the present moment and being present and being grateful for what's present. But there is a difference between gratitude and appreciation. So I'd love for you to get into that if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe first, just briefly, let me address what gratitude is, because I think there are different approaches or different understandings. So the word comes from like this origin in Latin is this uh, is gratis, which means freely given. So many people use it as noticing the good things in the world and that these good things are given to us by other people or by nature or by circumstances. And I really like that description because it turns our attention to appreciate what's outside. And that actually kind of quickly brings that differentiation you mentioned that for me, gratitude is that feeling of thankful, that thankfulness, basically, whereas appreciation is actively expressing that thankfulness. So you may like, I'm really grateful to have you as my co-host. You know, I really look up to your kind of skills when it comes to doing podcasts. But then I could just keep that in and just feel grateful. Or I could take a step further and say, Mario, I appreciate you and I appreciate your work. Thank you. So that is the difference. Well, they're both verbs, right? They're both, you have to do something. They're both actions. Being grateful is actively doing it, but within. Mm -hmm. Appreciation is doing it on the outside. That's it. And sharing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the way Clive approaches the topic is very interesting because he goes way back to Sanskrit languages, like more the ancient terms, and says the origin of word in Sanskrit is coming from Kritajna, which means apparently the diffusion of grace and wisdom. The diffusion of grace and wisdom. So his idea is that grace opens the door to wisdom, which I love. How would you define grace? Good question. Grace is, I would say, living with this self conscious, elegant attitude, and not just externally, but internally. So even the way you talk to yourself, or you see yourself in the mirror, involves this kind of kindness. So that's what grace is for me. And wisdom for me, because again, different people understand different things is more like an internal knowledge, more like the gut feeling, you can call it for me, again, this description, that we are born with. So it's not something you don't get wisdom by reading books. You can get knowledge that way. But for me, wisdom is that inherent guidance that we all have that tells us when something is wrong sometimes. And we can't tell what exactly, but we know this is not the right path. This is not the right person. 
And that is what I call wisdom. So how would you differentiate between wisdom and intuition? Good question. So I don't want to get lost in the terminology, but let's clarify that. So for me, they are the same. Because you can say wisdom if you really want to make a differentiation. You can say wisdom is the way we use intuition. Okay, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. But to me, in essence, it's the same. And if one thing that I would like to kind of encourage people to do more is to listen to that voice, whether you call it wisdom or intuition, that inner guidance that we all have. Because it doesn't go wrong once you know which voice it is. Because we all have so many voices in our heads these days that we may think, oh, okay, maybe this is the voice. But once we kind of create some space for that true wisdom to come up, it is unconditional guidance. And I think wisdom and intuition can be made sharper through experience if we're open to learning from the experiences that we go through. Yeah. They are like muscles in a way that you can practice and they will strengthen. And that all goes back to what is also a muscle that I believe with gratitude. Yeah. The more we practice it consciously, the more it will show up in our lives in all different areas. Mm -hmm. So I would like to talk about why it's important because I didn't realize the impact of it until I tried it myself. So for example, my husband, Brian Crane, you know him now. You Hi, Brian. <laughs> yeah, if he's listening. He's been keeping a gratitude journal for five and a half years. I love that. I love that. Every practice. night he writes three things. And sometimes I'm like, are you writing about me? <laughs> Good things. Because <laughs> it's a gratitude journal. You can't complain. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Your name's always number one out of yeah, these three, exactly. I'm sure. <laughs> and when I asked him, he said he has, I think, 5,000 entries. Like, wow. He's, he's very consistent. He's very good at this kind of thing. And he reads everything he's written during that year at the end of the year. So every Christmas, he sits down to kind of... And it. I really feel... I mean, he's such a stable person already, but... I feel that it stabilizes him even more, just like being aware and appreciating day by day your life. It's so powerful. And until I started to listen to Clive's course and do it for myself, I didn't truly understand its impact. Because what happened after two weeks of doing it, I started to find myself thinking throughout the day of what I'm going to write tonight. So thinking of the good things around me, like notice while I'm hiking the flowers and saying, oh, this could be one of the things. Look at that blue flower there. I mean, I always appreciate nature, but it really made me appreciate, like stop and examine it because I'm going to write about it. And I'm going to write about how I feel about it. So it made me kind of actively think about and seek positive things around me within two weeks. It creates that increased awareness throughout the day, 
because what we focus on, we find. What we look for, we find, right? So if you're looking for things to be grateful for, you're going to find more things to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. Instead of you know focusing on all of the things that are going the way that you maybe don't want them to go. And that goes back to expectation, which we've talked about in past episodes. Mm-hmm. Focus on what's there presently. Be in the moment. Find what there is to be grateful for. And then outwardly show appreciation for that when you feel those feelings of gratitude. Yes. And some of our listeners may be really advanced gratitude journalists. I like that term, by the way, (laughs) gratitude journalist. That's a great label. We should all become gratitude journalists. Yeah, exactly. Reporting every day. (laughs) There should be a live channel like that. What's happening around the world and how can we be grateful for that? That would be news worth watching. I'm not sure, you know, we are so tuned in to watching negative news that it may not have much audience for a while, maybe it will change. <laughs> I would watch that news. Yeah, me too. I don't watch the news the way it is because of that negative spin that's often put on things. But if there was a gratitude channel, I would love to see that. Yeah, me too. And honestly, I haven't had television in my life, even though I travel and live in different places. Like if there's a television in the hotel, I wouldn't notice it in the hotel room. I'm so blind to it. Because it's since 2003, yes, that's right. Like when I moved to England, that was the first time in my uh, flat then there was no television and that was it. I never got television ever into my kind of life after that. And I don't miss it. If there's anything really important, like a tornado or elections, I hear it anyway. And the rest, I don't want to hear all that small gossip and constant disaster news. It doesn't mean, oh, I want to be ignorant. No, I want to still do my part and I do my research every year. I have a certain budget that I kind of spare to kind of share with charities and I do my research, which charity, which project. But I don't want my, it's like for me eating fast food. I don't want to feed my brain with constant disaster news. That's why you have Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm up for uh, gratitude TV. Yes. Excellent. So, Ela, thank you so much. This has been a fantastic conversation. I'm so glad you're back and we're having these again. I love having these conversations. They just level me up and raise my energy. And I know the rest of the day is going to be great now that we've gotten to have these conversations. And now that I'm going to be more tuned in to gratitude even more and appreciation. And I know the difference and I can practice both of them at the conscious level. So what would you like to leave people with from this episode? Any kind of exercise, homework, anything like that? Yes. So just briefly, I wanted to say as well as like feelings of appreciation and positivity, gratitude also helps people overcome stress and worry and depression. And there are so many studies, we'll share some links in the episode description, proving that it helps with better sleep and helps with self-esteem and makes people kinder and more helpful. So there are so many aspects to it that we can't cover all here. So please give it a go. And what Clive recommends is like to keep a gratitude journal which is writing three things that you appreciate during the day into a notebook for 21 days. 
And he says it's better to write it by hand because it's a different connection in our brains when we write things by hand than we type by using a computer. So please give it a go. Keep a gratitude journal, three things a day, and just for 21 days, and you can stop after that. And I hope you take the challenge. And please let me know if you find it as useful as I did. Can I ask you a quick question about that? Mm -hmm. As far as the journaling goes, do you recommend that people wait till the end of the day and then allocate 15 to 20 minutes to sit and write it? Or should they carry the notebook with them and write it in real time as it happens? I think it's very personal. It really depends on the person. I'm into journaling. I've been journaling since the age of seven and a half. So for me, it's before bed, I always write down some things. And to be honest, writing three things doesn't even take 15, 20 minutes. It can take just five minutes because all you say, I'm grateful for this and that, three sentences it can be, or it can be three paragraphs. It's really up to you. If you don't struggle to remember things, like if you remember that blue flower you saw and how beautiful it was, you can wait until the end of the day. But if you think, you know, you like carrying a small notebook and appreciating things that may be more your kind of thing, then why not have a small notebook and do pick something that you really like and like to carry around them because it also creates an extra connection with the task. Awesome stuff, Ela, as always. Thank you so much. I want to remind people to find us at peacefulease.com and also email the show podcast at peacefulease.com. That's the new email address. And as always, the hotline is always hot. It's always open. The Peacefulese hotline, you can reach us at 424-625-5562. Give us a call, leave us a message. Ela would love to hear from you. And so would I. Ela, thank you so much. This has been a pleasure as always. And I can't wait for the next episode together. Thank you, Mario. Take care. For Ela Crane, I'm Mario Pareca. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you on the very next episode of the Peaceful Ease podcast. Thank you for listening to the Peaceful Ease podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with friends and family. Remember, the bigger the support, the more fun the journey becomes. If you'd like to get in touch with Ela, you can reach out to her at peacefulease.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be kind to yourself.